Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from one of our Kingdom Conferences. Before we uh, jump into continuation for the teaching and the activation of the courts of heaven, uh, I want to take the opportunity to invite uh, our brothers come up real quick and uh, want to minister. Ty, why don't you come up to John? And I uh, haven't had a chance. We, you've got a, got a chance to meet Higby and Coker, a little bit of the uh, great attorney, Joe Thornton. But uh, I want to introduce you to the rest of these guys to you who are just de- very dear uh, to us. And uh, and we're going to just gonna do a brief time of some prophetic ministry, too, because I know these guys move. Hey, Larry, come on up, Bubba. He's coming up. What's cool about uh, Larry, Larry uh, was, uh, how old were you? I'm going to let you say real quick. Why don't you introduce yourself real quick. How old were you when the revival hit at Castle Hills? It's number three, Matt. Yeah. A lot younger than I am now. (laughs) (laughs) The revival came in a lot of different ways, waves. So in, in 1970, I would have been 16, but there was actually a lot of pre, uh, precursors to, to that. You hear that? Where's our teens? Okay. They're all kind of spread all over the place, 16, and guys moving. So, uh, John, why don't you introduce yourself? Kevin, you were here today. Yeah, I was, I was here a few Sundays ago. I got to share with you all. Uh, I'm John Wallace. My wife is right there, Suzanne. She's the prettier one than me, and um, we just moved down here a few months ago from Dallas. Uh, We were in the Dallas area for 52 years. We've been uh, married just that long in May, 52 years, and uh, so our kids are down here, but the Lord told us it was time to come because he's getting ready to do something in this region, and we wanted to be a part. I'm Ty Savage, and we have the same story, but didn't know each other and had it not except okay 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 almost the same story okay so um i had the privilege of being with you guys i got about a month ago um, but hannah is my wife and she's not here tonight she was here this morning but we uh we were in houston god called us to ohio we were there for about 18 years he called us back and told us to come out to the hill country because god's about to do something so we're excited about being here i'm eddie from Louisiana. My wife's name is Deborah, better known as the General. <laughs> Happily married for 40, I gotta get this right now, 45 years. Seven daughters, 12 grandchildren, and uh, have been in relationship with these guys for many years. It's great being here. Love you guys. I'm Joel Thornton, I'm from Georgia. Um, been married 32 years, it'll be 33 years in July to my beautiful wife, Angel, who is not here and is not a figment of your imagination, although, <laughs> Charlie, she asked me not to introduce her to Stay you. <laughs> she wants to meet Higby, but she said something about that Coker guy. So, um, I, I'm, I'm making a lot of money because all these guys are on my retainer. <laughs> so this is sweet. So it's about $100 for every word I'm saying, so I'm just going to keep talking. 
Now, that's split amongst you. That's not a piece. Just so you know. Eddie, you get a discount. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, but I, I, um, I've been in legal ministry since 1990 when I was in law school. And I've worked on First Amendment cases and uh, free speech, religious freedom. I'm working on transgender cases now, representing parents whose kids are being transitioned in school without their knowledge and against their consent. We have four cases in federal court now. And I've also, I'm in the process of ramping up an anti-sex trafficking uh, ministry uh, that the Lord told me about two years ago at a brother's meeting in Louisiana that if I would dedicate the rest of my life to it, that he would use me to eradicate sex trafficking in my lifetime. So. My name is Tim Taylor, and uh, I want to just thank you all for having us. Uh, you all may know my dad, who passed away two years ago this month, Jack Taylor. And so uh, you were such a, an honor. He loved you guys. I hope you all know that. And so uh, I do, too, getting to know you better. So I'm, uh, I'm working on 41 years of marriage, which is a miracle. If you met the woman, you'd understand how, how faithful she is. Her name is Michelle. We have two boys, and I am headed back home tomorrow to uh, uh, DFW, stopping off in Waco, for a shower for my first grandbaby. So I am going to join the club. My dad used to say if he could have skipped the kids and gone to the grandkids, he would have. And I said, what? So anyway, uh, again, thank you for having us, and thank you for, for treating us special and uh, receiving us uh, for who we are. And um, I'm going to invite myself back. Well, I know who you are, so. I'm Charlie. <laughs> I, I think it's important, you know, we're, we're not just doing another conference. Like, how many people know we didn't need one more conference, right? There's some, what was being released this week, and yes, it's incredible insight into the courts of heaven. And it's going to be something that's a timely message, but... What you may not realize that's being released in our region more than anything else is an impartation for kingdom family. And, and, you know, Brian and Charlie have hit a, a little bit on it earlier, especially talking about how do we make a regional impact in the, in the coming together uh, to, for transformation. And when you're looking at each of these men, and it's not just the men, the, the wives too. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a brother and sisters um, together. Uh, and what the Lord's doing is you begin to see this is what the Lord's doing on the planet that's going to translate the transformation of, of cities and regions and things like that because um, each of us in our own right are planted where we're planted to have influence in regional places. But there's something about we, we'll, we'll give up. I mean, I'll give up a lot just to go be with these guys. These guys paid their own way to get here because more than anything of being with you guys, they wanted to be with each other. And, in, and the benefit of it is, is seeing what that looks like uh, translating in. And so I just I want you to pick up on this thing right now. Uh, there's an impartation for kingdom family, okay? So before we prof I'm just going to start. This is the way we're going to prophesy right here. I want you to just put your hands out right now. And I just want you to receive the impartation for family. So, Father, we, just, we, we release now your grace for family that doesn't all look alike, doesn't all think alike, but loves alike. 
that knows how to really come to the same papa, but then go to war with each other, for each other, and for a region. And so I just thank you, God, right now that there's a release of healing that's coming into family lines right now. That I just hear the Lord say he's going to deal with the Hatfield and McCoy syndrome that's been in a lot of families. And instead of civil war, now there's coming together where there's going to be civil union in a way that's never been there before. There's going to be a level of covenant union that's going to come in families right now. And because it's being released to you, it's actually going to be released to your family who's not even here right now. And it's actually being released in the land. I just prophesied to the dirt, and I claim the dirt that says, as kingdom family, this is the land and the territory that's been given to us and our family as an inheritance. And we just claim it now in the name of Jesus for generational blessings, a thousand generations after us, will be blessed because of what's taking place today. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Who's got? I, I just, uh, yeah, so I, I speak uh, to the ears uh, that, are, um, that are not joined. I speak to the ears that are not family. I speak to to the um, to those hearts that have not been joined, the orphans, uh, the ones who have been left alone. Lord God, we we take and our words become like uh, seed being cast out into those that are lost, those that are hurting, those whose identities are mixed up or marred, those who need Jesus. And so, Father, we just release right now, just close your eyes right now, and just, just around where you live, around where you work, move, have your being, just, just say, I release right now the seed of God into those places. Uh, some of you, like in your grocery stores, and uh, just, just say it again. I release right now the seed of God into those places in my neighborhood. I release it in Jesus' name. I call in those that are lost to be found, those who don't know who they are into their identity, those who are unloved into this house of love and the houses of love that form the body of Christ in this home, in Jesus' name. You know, the, the name of this church is, is really important because what you see up here is a legacy of Jack Taylor. Dad, Dad loved to come here. He really enjoyed coming to be a part of y'all. And as actually, as I was coming back in from the restaurant, wasn't sure what this word meant, but I'd heard it before, is that some of you, I think, have felt like you were people that nobody wanted. And that may be true, it may not. Either way, you don't have to live under it because what I heard the Lord say is he's going to make you the people everybody wants. And, he, and, and so you may draw people who have been abandoned or neglected or even run off, uh, but God's not through with them yet. God's not through with you. And he's in the process of making you a city on a hill, a, a shining light a lighthouse in the darkness that uh, as we were on the, the property the other day, uh, I felt impressed because when I, when I do that and pray on property, uh, I usually station angels at the corners. And I think you've already done that. 
But the Lord seemed to say these are going to be unique angels. They're not just protection, but they're drawing angels. That property and you are going to be magnets. And so prepare yourself for hurting people because that's really the only kind there are. Bro- broken people is a good word because this is not going to be a hospital because a hospital is where you go to get healed and then you leave. You know, you have, you have visitors at a hospital, you have guests in your home. And so God is going to bring them and then, and then uh, he's going to make them part of you. And so be prepared for that. The timing is right. And as I said, he's going to make you the people that everybody wants. And so uh, it's, it, it may even be a point of jealousy, Jay, come to the point where other pastors are saying, where'd you get them? You know, exactly. So, huh? Yeah, he's already jealous. So, so, yeah, yeah. So either way, there's enough to go around and God's going to do a good thing. So this is exciting. So be the legacy. Stand, you know, uh, this is what we've been saying. Dad's ceiling is our floor. And so we're already rising above. And so walk in that. And and don't be surprised that most of the ministry doesn't happen in here. You know, you you may have to, we were talking about, uh, uh, I've had a a significant uh, renewal of the understanding of redemption at this Easter. And uh, I was telling the guys that on Seminary Drive in Fort Worth, there was an S&H green stamp. Anybody, am I, am I dating myself? Yes, you are. Yeah. Do you remember those? And do you know what it was called? A redemption center. It's where you took the stamps and, and said, man, that'd be a great name for a church. And so God's going to make you all a redemption center as God calls you in. So. And just following up with what Tim said, there's many in here that God's calling you to rise up as spiritual mothers and fathers. Spiritual mothers and fathers. And if you're sitting there disqualifying yourself, what you disqualify yourself over is what qualifies you. What What you think disqualifies you qualifies you. Because the next generation want to come in and they want to see real. They want to see real. They don't want to see the person who's 100% successful. I remember Papa Jack used to say, you know, he, he, he followed the Lord for so long with such a, such a passion for the most part. And people would say, how did you get this far? He said, I just got up one more time. I got knocked down. And that's what we ought to do. Just spiritual fathering and mothering is just sharing your life. It's just being willing to share your life. And, and you, sir, in the blue shirt over here, what's your name? Wade? Yeah. I just, I looked at you and the Lord just said, he's such a man of wisdom, but you keep it to yourself so much. You keep it to yourself. And the Lord's going to start prompting you. I mean, almost like poking you. So there are going to be times when you're to speak. You're to speak. So just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because you have a lot, you have a lot to give. You a lot more than you think you do. A lot to give. Okay? Yeah. The three of you, I was, I was behind you during the, the singing. And I, the Lord just started wrapping this cord 
twisting it between the three of you. And uh, as, he, as he did, I realized it wasn't a cord of, of rope. It was an electrical cord. And that uh, he said, as they pray for one another, he said, I'm going to energize them. I'm going to energize them. And so I just encourage you to intercede for one another. Intercede for one another because it's going to strengthen every one of you, each one of you. Does, does any of the three of you have a birthday in August? In August? No? Okay. All right. Who, who has a birthday in August? All right. Will you stand up? The Lord told me to pray for an encounter on your birthday. So, uh, now more people have birthdays in August, right? <laughs> Come on now. All right, be honest. Be honest. Be honest. August birthdays. August. 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 Do you know what the word August means? August. August. Lifted up. Higher. The Lord's going to give you an encounter with him on your birthday this, this year. To lift you up to another region, another level. To open up revelation that you've not had before. And it's going to, minute, most of it's going to be in Scripture. Most of it's going to be uh, solid in Scripture. So I'm just going to pray over you. Father, come right now, Lord, and do this word. Perform your will in my brothers and sisters. Lord, this August, Lord, this birthday will be like no other. Lord, that you're going to actually cause some of them to ascend up to your throne and see things they've never seen before. They're going to have a 2 Corinthians 12 experience into the third heavens. So release them into this now, Lord. Release them into it. And then, Lord, give them the wisdom to know who and what to share coming from this encounter. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It's Bill, right? Okay. Uh, Bill, I looked over at you, and I saw you with a crossbow. And, uh, Lord, what does that mean? He said he's a stealth hunter. He's a stealth hunter. That you, that you can go through the, the wilderness, you can go through the forest quietly and come up on your prey. And you don't have to rely upon the, 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 the bang of a, of a rifle. But, but you use those arrows you're going to be able to go into the forest of humanity. You're going, to be, you're going to be a stealth hunter. And you're going to go through, and like in crowds, you're going to go, and the Lord's going to show you the prey. <laughs> He's going to show you who to go and shoot that arrow, shoot that arrow from the Lord. So, Father, I just ask that you would release Bill into this. Lord, I thank you that, 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 you, that you've made him a, a man with seeing eyes. And, Lord, I just ask right now, Lord, that you would heighten his spiritual sight. Heighten his spiritual sight now in Jesus' name. That he just begins to see and see and see and see and see. Get in touch with the faith that's in here. That faith is going to release a seeing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And Ty, I got one for you. Um, <clears throat> your life and ministry up until this time has been like a, a piano player just playing with one hand. And I, and I saw him at the keyboard just playing with his left hand. And all of a sudden now he's, he's joining. You've been brought here so that you're going to get the, the, the full melody, the full song of what he has intended for you and your family now here. Okay? Okay. B, saw you with drumsticks. <laughs> and you're beating a drum. You're beating a beat. You're beating a beat. Your life is like this drum beat. And keep beating that beat because it's going to be attractive. Other people are going to hear that sound. They're going to hear that sound. I, I see, in fact, I see a, a few young women in their 20s coming, coming to you. And you just start sharing your life with them. You just start all, all of this history that you have with Jesus. All of this history. And you're going to just start telling them stories. And as you start telling them stories, I see their faces light up. Because the glory of the Lord is going to come from you, emanating from you, through the history that you have had with Him. Um, about youth, I, I saw last night, I saw that God is releasing this seer anointing. And I feel like in the youth, there's this outpouring of words of knowledge that is connected with the healing anointing and the gift of healing. And I see keys just falling. I mean, like free falling, tons of keys. The keys are just unlocking things. Like you're like, man, I don't know if I can unlock this thing. He says, well, <laughs> I've got a key for everything. If you're hungry, you want it, go after it. The keys are there. Um, so I see that on the youth. And, and something amazing is happening here with the youth. Like, I've heard it through the grapevine, but I just see it in my spirit. Like, last night, you guys didn't skip a beat the whole night. Y'all are, like, 100% all in the whole time, and I'm just, I'm loving it. Um, I, I see uh, there's this, this thing that happened that God did with me and my wife in the middle of COVID where he said, I want you to go in and close the doors behind you and your family and pour the oil in the vessels, and your family is the vessels. And I see God activating families. Like, this is a family, and it's a great family. But I see a massive activation. Like, and it's been said different ways over the last 24 hours, but there's going to be massive activation, people who don't think that they would be doing anything. And kind of what, like what John said about, like, like you, don't, you don't have to be able to preach. If, raise your hand if you're a son of God or a daughter of God. Okay, then you were created to carry his power throughout the earth. And Paul said, I came with weakness, right? My preaching was not persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the kingdom. And that's what we are all called to do. And so I see it looking like this, though. First off, in your homes, I see God releasing fire in homes. I see people pursuing a deeper baptism of the Holy Spirit. So what if you spoke in tongues one time? Or when the Spirit moves? Now, God is looking for a hunger in hearts to pursue for a greater baptism of fire, a greater baptism of the Holy Spirit with greater manifestation. If you're not seeing the manifestation, go after the one who has it, who is it, right? And so I see it in the homes, and I'm going to tell you what happened when we started doing this. Church is great, but church is not the main event. The main event is in the home. 
my wife and I started pursuing the presence of God in like no other time in, in our lives. And now our daughter, who's 14, is praying in the Holy Ghost a couple hours a day. I didn't start doing that until, until Pastor Lenny said, if you don't, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, but I mean, she's on fire for God right now, and I can only attribute that to kids learn how to walk because they see their parents walk. Your Christianity is going to be what tells them what Christianity is. So what is it? Is it sitting in a pew? Is it pursuing the one who created all things and manifests himself to us? And my um, son who is autistic, 11 years old, is now speaking in tongues. And yesterday, my, my youngest daughter, Trinity, who is seven, um, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost on the way to somewhere. I don't know where we were going. And I look back and she's back there. And she's like, oh, no, he caught me. He caught me. I said, you praying in the Holy Ghost? She said, yeah, I've been doing it a lot more lately. I'm like, yeah, come on. Come on. I don't care if you ever go to a church service again. If you're, if you're going after God like that, we, we're going to be on to something. But I see this turning into something that activates people. And I'm telling you, there's, and I said it last night, but I see a school of the prophets. Because he, he's a pastor, but he's an extremely prophetic pastor. He's a pastor with like a prophet bent, right? I don't even know how to say that, but, but there's, there's an impartation in the house. God's going to raise up a school of the prophets, but that thing is germinated and fostered in the homes with families. And so that, that's what I see. I see fires just ablaze in homes. Yes, so uh, let me speak to the young people and just, just offer a challenge to you. Uh, you're unstoppable. You're, you're, you cannot be limited if you step into the position that God has for you. So let me give you a little challenge. Um, the young people that I was ministering to uh, in, in the Pittsburgh area, um, a lot of them were going to a particular Catholic college, university. And uh, I just I threw down the gauntlet and said, listen, you, you can't be stopped. What is it you're dreaming for? Well, they had to actually step back and, and, okay, God, what should we dream for? One of the girls said, we, let's, let's just win our campus, the fire of God fall on the campus. This is a Catholic university, right? And I said, well, listen, don't stop. Walk around your campus. Walk around it every day. Pray. Pray the fire of God into that place. And, you know, it's like, like the offhanded comment I made about... about yeah, yeah, Macy praying for Charlie, like she just did it, right? So, so these kids just did that. They started praying. They walked around this campus. By the time we were done, the fire of God was hitting that campus so heavily. People were getting saved all over the place. They were, they were coming to City Church, and, and listen to this. You're not going to believe this part, but, but the, the priest who was head of taking care of the students, the pastoral priest called me and said, Pastor Higby, would you please start a campus on our campus? Would you, would you start a campus for our young people? Because it's, it's unrecognizable. It, it, it's undeniable what God is doing. And, and we don't want to get in the way of it. We want to facilitate it. And, and I'm telling you, there were every, every time we met, there were three, 400 kids. The fire of God would fall. There'd be kids laying in every direction to this day out of that, out of that city church began 
and, and I got my assistant to this day, still my assistant, and I got a daughter-in-law out of the whole deal. So I did good on, on you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying to you guys, you can't be stopped. If you believe God and you trust him, I'm telling you, there's nothing you can't do. Heard a lot of great words, um, and I'll be different, and nobody will be surprised. Um, but I, I was blessed to, to, to grow up in revival, so since Jay asked about it. So here's the, here's the timeline at, at Castle Hills. Tim certainly could have done it, but he was awfully young, actually, in, in the day. So in December of 1969, Papa Jack and, and the staff of Castle Hills First Baptist Church got baptized in the Holy Spirit. They didn't call it that then because it would have not been very Baptist. Um, but they did, and they were transformed. In February of 1970, the Asbury Revival of the 1970s, so most people here, I'm sure, are aware that Asbury's been through a, another awakening this year. And then in April of 1970, the revival started in Castle Hills that carried on and for several years. And so I was blessed to be there. So when it hit, I was 15, about to be 16 years old, and it was wonderful. So what does revival look like? Um, in that case, it really looked like evangelism <laughs> because it was, it was a different day. And so a number of people here have, you know, went to Toronto. I went to Toronto, went to Brownsville. I went to Brownsville. Revival looks really different. And so one thing I would say is, I've been here a few days, if you want to say, well, what does revival or awakening look like? It looks like this. Mm, come on. Come on. I am amongst people who are awake. Yes. So then the question is, what are you going to do with it? That's, that's the question, right? Because if an outpouring is here, well, then it's an inpouring. It's not an outpouring. If you have a real outpouring it goes out. You know, I know for me, I got to keep getting filled up because I leak. We're, 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 we're built to, we're built to in a powerful way by giving the outflow of our lives. So that's just a word. When, when I came, I, I hear, we, we all hear a little differently. And so last night I'm, I'm here and I'm just like, God's just like, this, this people is so well loved. And then there was such an evidence of freedom. So that sounds really kind of almost boring and simple, right? So what does it mean to be well loved? Because we can talk about a lot of gifts and a lot of cool stuff. But scripture says, it's useless without love. So I can give you the greatest prophecy in the world. And you can have it coming out of your mouth, but if we don't have love. And I don't think you can be well loved if you don't love, if love isn't present. So what that says is you have the most powerful, important ingredient, the strongest possible foundation. For something really great to happen. And so what does it mean to be free? Well, what sets you free? 
Say it louder. Jesus, but the truth, you will know the truth. If you really have freedom, you have the truth. That's powerful. So truth and love, get after it. And don't keep looking for what's already here. I mean, I love long worship services and ministry and all kinds of cool stuff and manifestations. I like all of that stuff, so don't hear me say I don't. And if you have it going on, I'll come. Um, but that's not what it's about. So that's what I got. Thanks. Good word, man. Yeah, uh, just to piggyback on what uh, Ty was saying about the youth. Uh, have the young, young people stand. No, come down here. All you young people come down here because God wants to do something. Come on down. So, so what's going to happen is Pastor Jay is going to pray over you guys, and we're going to join in the prayer, and then we're going to see what God's going to do after that, okay? Father, we just release, Lord, we just release you, but the who, the, the you who you are in them, that as they step into oneness with you, Lord God, the one that you designed them to be from the foundation of the earth, Lord God, the one that you knew as a time such as this, that each of these would be born for this time, God, we just release right now, we ask you, release who you are in them and through them, Lord, right now. So this firefall, spirit come. Let him go further than we are, God. Let him go further than than these guys that are up here praying for him. And faster. And faster, yes. Amen. Do it. Do it. There you go. 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 Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. More. More, shh, ah, more, shh, ah, fresh anointing, fire of God. Father, we break off the, the spirit of intimidation that would hinder them from becoming the lions, the young lions that you've called them to be. 
Father, we just break it off of them now in Jesus' name, and we release boldness and courage. Father, a fire in their bellies that cannot be stopped, that cannot be quenched. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Hallelujah. The anointing. So when you all were coming up to be prayed for, Charlie Coker said, let the young people prophesy. So, whatever the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, let him speak it through you. Whatever the word is. Ha. Howdy, y'all. 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 I got a special word, okay? <laughs> y'all, y'all all know this, but y'all are so, so seen and so deeply loved and so known by the Lord. Like, y'all, dude, that's mental. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit loves you. Y'all are all so seen. Y'all are so loved. He straight up died on the cross for y'all's sin. I don't know about you, but that's that's crazy. That's it's amazing. Yes, sir. hope I can stand for this. Um, I just saw an image of uh, a bucket. You know at those water parks where the bucket gets full, and then once it gets full to the brim, it pushes over and it all overflows onto whoever's standing underneath it. And that God is just filling us up and filling his people up. And that he's just working so much, so much more than we can see. Just like a cloud has to be overflowing with water in order to pour, um, that he's just sending the cloud of his spirit over all of us and that it's getting to the point where it's going to rain down in in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus. Um, I also felt like somebody had uh, something going on in their elbow or their knee, and I know I've been told that I'm supposed to be healing, so... Um, if anybody right now is having elbow issues or uh, right right wrist issues, 
would you please stand up right now so that I can pray for you? Or if you know anybody that's close to you that has that, I would love if I could pray for you now or even after this service so I can lay hands on you. All right, guys, anybody else? Come on. Can we just get in a group real quick so that I could pray over you guys? There you go, girlfriend. I think that was the word of knowledge for it, but if you got if you need healing, get over there. So I saw like an image and it was like a table and it had different shapes on it. And there was blocks that had the same shapes on it, except some of the shapes were going through the wrong size. So it looked like there wasn't a way to go through it, but it still went through it. So I just feel like where there is no way, God will prepare a way for us. He will prepare a way for his children. And I know one of them said we're unstoppable. And our God is unstoppable, and since we're called to be like him, so are we. And he'll make a way, and he'll fulfill his promises to you. I just, I just felt like this fresh wind. <coughs> I just felt this, like, fresh wind um, blowing through for strength, and not just physical strength, but mental and spiritual strength. So I declare and release that right now over everybody in this room. Renewal is important of your mind of constantly renewing yourself, saying, yes, you're his. But remember, it's also done. So there's no need to grovel over and over. Renewal is good. And he loves you. But there's no need to grovel because he's already died for you and took all your sins. And that's all I got. I declare that you that you are free are free from groveling from groveling but you can receive but you can receive freely freely what the father has for you what the father has for you yes. amen So I felt like I needed to share something that um, I kind of felt in worship, and I felt like I was kind of asking God to, like, fill me up to overflowing, mm. and then I felt like that, um, sorry, um, then I felt him saying that it won't be able to be contained. So I feel like that um, those who ask to 
be filled to overflowing, that God is going to not only fill you to overflowing, but it's not going to be containable, and it's going to be more than you could even ask for. So. I hear the Lord asking, what are you afraid of? Really, what do you fear? And the reason he's asking it isn't for condemnation or damnation or anything like that. He's asking, what are you afraid of? Because he wants to reveal it to you so he can turn in the fuel for the fire that's in you. He's not only going to burn it away from you, but it's also going to be the thing that launches you. He wants to legitimately slap the devil in the face with his own weapon. So... So, Lord, we thank you that what the enemy made for evil, you've turned it to good. We thank you that the weapon that Goliath went to kill David with, he used to chop his own head off. So I thank you that you are handing the keys and the weapons over to us that the enemy launched. Like Mr. Charlie said, wherever he went, when someone shoots an arrow at you, that we're going to catch that thing and send it right back at him, but flaming. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I got something to share. Um, I'm just so grateful because of my faith. Um, all I want to say that God is working through me, and God is always trying to make me feel special. And what he's doing right now, he's trying to make a reference for me to uh, feel so heartful and feel damn pleased with my mother. And so she's doing all the things that I loved it all the time. I just want to uh, share that about my faith because I've been doing so much pure-hearted because I love Jesus and I like as people like me. So I'm just saying that I like people because I like how my mom uh, makes me to uh, to become a minister. So I'm just grateful for that, for my face for that right now. I'm going to go ahead and pray now. Um, so dear Heavenly Father, we just um, come up to you. We just pray that we just let to the unity, to the face of the Lord. We just grateful that Ephraim was so amazing, Lord, that you give everyone in this womb with a good, joyful heart. So you give all of us in this womb. We just thank you for with my mom and also with Ephraim. We thank you for Janelle and for everyone in this womb. Just thank you for allowing us to be blessed right now. We just thank you for blessing each one of us, even blessing with the people that I love, the people that I notice, Lord, that, Lord, you're doing grateful things for my family and for my childhood so far for me, Lord. We just thank you for all this right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. I, I don't know your name. What's your name, man? Yes, you. Bill, Okay. Take your time, take your time. All right, so you are in this 
you know those like big massive monster trucks they have at those like events right okay so you're in one of those monster trucks okay so picture yourself in a monster truck and you're driving through this like super super pretty forest but in your eyes it looks like you're driving in this tiny little have you seen those like super little electric cars like the super tiny little baby ones yeah like the yeah the, and you're driving in that but you're really in the monster truck and while you're driving by you you're driving by all these i don't i don't know how to say it but like things of the world and it looks like they're right up against you like you're right you're right next to them while you in reality you're high above them and you are you're crushing them man like dude <laughs> um and so <laughs> um and while you're you're going you you get to the point where it's the end of the forest and it's this cliff and you're like oh snap the brakes don't work <laughs> and you jump off and your car your monster truck turns into Okay, I haven't seen James Bond, so I might mess this up. But you know those that white James Bond underwater car? Have have any of y'all seen that? So you jump off and you start falling down and it's a massive ocean at the bottom. And I mean the sweet car just like dives right in, right? And that's that signifies you diving deep and you you going deeper and you get to the bottom of the ocean and it's this beautiful it's this beautiful coral reef. And that's all the glories of the Lord. And you learn, you'll learn so much in that season. And then you come up and you start sharing that with everybody. Your journey and then diving deep, learning, learning the beauties of the Lord. And you, yeah, that's, that's what I got. That's what I got. What's your name? Mary. You got you got to get that recording, huh? All right, are we good? All right, sweet. <laughs> um, you, I saw this picture of you know those children's books where it's like it's a beautiful field, like it's a valley and everything. Like picture that, and you're in this field and it's this rainbow, and at the end of the rainbow is a pot of gold, like a leprechaun's pot of gold, and you were like this tiny little leprechaun, just like, I don't know how to say this, but you're like marinating in the pot of gold. It was like a pot of liquid gold. And you, you got out of the pot of gold and you jumped off into the field and you started running through the field. And while you're running through the field, the like liquid gold turns into pixie dust and it starts going all over the grass. And that's, that's your joy of the Lord. Like, it's so, it's so beautiful that while you're running through the field, it begins to turn to gold, like straight up tiny little, tiny little gold flakes. And that's like you going through all those, like you passing by all those people around you and you're like dropping this little nugget right there, this little nugget right there. And I saw you return to the pot of gold but all those pieces of grass that had little gold nuggets on them had turned into trees. Those people you had touched had become into something beautiful and had matured so well 
just because of your joy that you just like floated on top of them. So, yeah, yeah. That's a good word right there, girl. (laughs) I think you said it, Larry. Where'd you go? This is awakening. And it's family. Right? One more thing. Worship team. Front and center. Wow. Worship team. Come on, Brian. Charlie. <laughs> she prayed over your vocal cords, bro. Huh? Where's your faith, bro? <laughs> wow. No, no. Wow. And Matthew and, and Chris, I see you guys in the back. This is for you guys, too. Okay. Man, personally... Last night to worship, and today was just in a whole different realm, a different dimension. What, what I appreciate is that it's not just music. Number one, there's the anointing, and then there's the presence of God. And then all the songs, the lyrics are just so profound and so prophetic. They have significant meaning. And then when we, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, sing it over and over and over and over and over. It's a, it's a soaking, it's a saturation for not just to get into our minds, but to get into our spirits. And so I, I, I saw you guys tapping I mean, you, you're just way, 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 way up there in the heavenlies, tapping into the, the spirit realm and what's going on around the throne of God. And that is awesome. It's phenomenal. But I'm hearing God saying there's more. There's more. You've been faithful what God has entrusted to you. And God is saying, well done, my good and faithful servants, but he's saying there's more. There are places where he wants to take you that you've never encountered, never experienced, don't even know it exists, but God wants to bring you there. And um, it's, it's a promotion in the spirit is what it is. It's a promotion in the spirit. And so um, I'm, I'm a worshiper myself. Um, and so, um, I don't just listen with my natural senses. I discern with my spirit and, um, I could tell that God has anointed you guys and he wants to take you to that, that next, not the next level, but the next dimension, the next dimension. And so, um, I'm going to pray for you guys, but I'm going to see, Brian, you have anything? Charlie, you have anything? All right. Well, Father, we just thank you for your sons and daughters whose hearts are hungry for you. They don't care about performing. They don't care about attention. They just want 
to release what you have put inside of them to the audience of one. And that's you. So God, we just thank you for calling them to this house for such a time as this. Calling this house to the region for such a time as this. And from the region to the state, from the state to the nation, from the nation to the nations. And the influence and the impact that you have released to them and through them. I thank you, Father, that they're covered under the blood of Jesus. I thank you that they're sealed with the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father God, that they carry the mantle of the kingdom of God. And you have given them high clearance into your presence. To receive the sounds, to receive the frequency that's around your throne. And to release it here, not only in this house, but through this house, Father God. As it, as, as it vibrates out into the streets, into the neighborhoods, into the houses, into the homes, it would bring about transformation. I thank you for each one of them individually, Father God, having their intimate encounter with you. So that when you put them together, it's a sweet symphony that's released. So bless them, Lord. I bind all the lies of the devil I bind every argument that he's trying to come against them individually and collectively. And I thank you for the victory. And I thank you that as they release your sound, they will execute the victory that Jesus Christ has already won on the cross. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I saw an angel earlier with a tuning fork in his hand. I was asking, what was he doing here? I figured it out. As you guys, as a worship team, realize that you have the ARK of God inside of you as you come into unity for the ark of God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're going to become the ARC when, when you minister, and the people will become the other end of the ARC of God, and the glory is going to fall when this harmonic sound and the harmonic frequency from the worship team's ark and the ark of the people come, God will manifest in a tremendous, mighty way, and the weight, the kabod of God, will be the offspring of the ark. Yeah, 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 and just, just, just like Bethel, is a, is, is a worship training ground. This house will become a, a, worship training, a worship training ground for the region. People will be coming in saying, how? What, how, do, how are you guys getting these sounds? How, how, how are you guys releasing the presence? How is this going on? And as, and, and as they step into the house, they will step into the anointing. Because just, just, just as over this region, there's a prophetic anointing over this region. I, I felt it when I came in Thursday and I was with, with, uh, with some of the brothers and some of the sisters. I, this, this, this region is charged. I mean, it is like loaded with a prophetic anointing. That's why these young people got up and they prophesied. It, this place, and it's also charged with the kingdom frequency, just like someone said. When they step in this house, they will step into the frequency of the kingdom and they will be transformed. And they're going to take it back to their house and it's just going to exponentially multiply and the kingdom of God will be established in this region from the from the, the frequency of heaven the sound of of heaven the kingdom sound being released in this region 
And God's going to use you to help train others. And Father, we thank you that, that you're already bringing sons and daughters to partner with what's going on in this house. I see more musicians coming, saying something is happening in here, and God has called us to come and be a part of it, to come under the anointing of the house and to join in with that kingdom frequency so, so that God's going to increase and expand and multiply what he's doing with the worship team in this house. And so, Lord, we just thank you for it. We praise you for it. We worship you for it. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, and we seal it, Father God, in Jesus' name. Daddy, can you guys all in the room just stretch your hands towards them at the moment? Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that where the enemy tries to... Now, this is not a strange thing. The enemy always tries to come against worship. He's going to look for kinks in an armor. He's going to look for cracks in, in fellowship. He's going to look in anything he can, right? So... I'm just I'm just praying against that because I know it's true. <laughs> I've been there. So, Father, we thank you for this team right here. God, we thank you, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over this team and their families, their households. We plead the blood of Jesus. But, Father, I also ask, God, that you would do a, a powerful supernatural work of relationship among this team, that it's not just coming together and, and, and practicing together and doing some prayer together and doing worship. But, Father, I pray, God, that you would link their arms in the spirit. And, God, that, that you would be, bring such strong fellowship, a brotherhood, sisterhood, a family within a family, Father, in the name of Jesus. Do it supernaturally. If it's not something that's already happening, God, that you would cause an, an inspiration within hearts to gather, to become family, to seek you together outside of worship practice and just to know you. And Father, any kinks in an armor, any open doors, any windows, we shut them. And we just thank you, God, that they together collectively as he was just praying, God, that there's a, a unity, a union. It's one vessel that carries the glory, that they are one vessel that carries the glory and, and brings the move of God into this room. Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. So do we. Cindy, you and, and what's the sister's name? Sherry. You represent two different flows. Uh, two different two different flows. That's the only in, in worship. Um, as as God removes those things which have separated the flows, when they come together, they're going to make uh, a river that is more pure and will will feed um, because it will be tapping into the river of God and not the river of people, not the river of past streams, uh, but, the, but the river of God. So, Father, I just declare uh, whatever is dividing these streams would be removed in Jesus' name, and I just clear it now in your holy name, Father, that there would be just a washing of love over these two that would flow out in this team in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Bring it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wash them. Yeah, wash them. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Sure. Mrs. B, Mama B, are you Mama B, Elder B, or you want to be? Maybe. Queen B. Queen B. Yeah, I understand Queen B. I'm married to one of those. Um, I saw that angel with a tuning fork standing beside behind you, and when I saw him, he changed shirts and put Inspector Twelve. But he was popping that tuning fork. He was putting it to your ears to re retune you. There's a new frequency of the kingdom that he's going to tune your ear to. And I, I said, why, why her? And he said, her approval means more in heaven than most. Your disapproval can be devastating. And I'm going to tune her ear. And she's going to hear intensely the new frequency of the kingdom, and she will not miss it because she is my inspector 12. 12 is the number of government. So let, let me read a scripture to you all. This is, this is for everybody in the house. And, and uh, this is uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 31. It says, You, O king, were looking, and behold, there was a single great statue, that statue which was large and extraordinary. The word statue can also be translated image, right? It was large and extraordinarily splendor was standing in front of you and its appearance was awesome. You, you guys know this scripture. The head of the statue is made of gold, its breasts and arms silver, its belly and thighs bronze, and its legs of iron, and its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You continued looking until a stone was cut out with hands and it struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. So the stone was cut out and crushed the statue's feet of iron and clay. Then the iron and clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed all at the same time, became like chaff from the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away. So not a trace of them was found, but the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Um, you all probably know this. Um, I, I didn't. Um, but, but New Braunfels... Um, the word Braunfels means brown stone. And the reason the stone is brown is because there is iron mixed into the stone. And that's the reason it turns, it turns brown. But what's interesting is, I, I don't know if it's true here, but in the Northeast, we have houses called brownstone houses. 
The reason they're called brownstone houses, they are made with brownstone, but, but the way they're built is what's most unique. They're built with common walls. So it's along a city street, and they're usually two stories. They're usually raised above the city street, and there's a stairwell that goes up to the house, and they're two stories above that. But what's interesting is, is they're, they're built one right after the other, and, and there's, there's no beginning and end to the houses. There's just a continual flow till the end of the street. And God has positioned you very specifically. You folks are a cross-section, if you will, of New Braunfels. Some of you may be from outside of the city, but you are a representation of this city. You are a brown stone. You are, are a stone that has been placed here by God. There's been an image that has risen up against this city, a false image that God did not intend for this city. Oh, an interesting fact about your city, by the way. In 1863, the city council declared that every person in the city is a police officer that every one of you are responsible to deal with that which would come against their neighbors and you would stand against anything that would try to come into the city or come into your neighbor's home. And I thought that was a very interesting thing. I've never seen that before. Come on, my brother's keeper. You were to take responsibility for your whole city. Not just put it on the police officers, but you would all do that. Are you with me? That's part of your history. And I remind you of your history. I remind you that you were called by God to care for those that are in the city, throughout the city, not just your house. And I declare to you that there's been an image, a false image, a statue, if you will, that has been an identity of New Braunfels. But God himself is cutting from the cliff, cutting. Remember, remember what, what Jesus said to Peter. He said, thou art Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, right? He's saying that I'm cutting from a large stone, a small stone. That was Peter, right? And on the rock of the church. And God is cutting you out from the whole church. He has formed you and made you fearfully as that brown stone, the iron mixed with the stone. And it's you that's going to crush the feet of the statue and cause that statue to come down. But what does it say about that rock? It says it would grow until it become a mountain and it will fill the earth. And so, Father, I prophesy over this house called Legacy. I prophesy that it is a brown stone. It is represent, representative. It has been called out of this city to save the city. I declare, Lord God, that this house is a place that, that has been formed as a rock that would destroy the false image that is mocking the identity of God that is over this city, that it will not only crush it, but after it crushes it, it becomes the very mountain of God that you've declared and will fill the whole earth in Jesus' name. You believe that? Say amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. got a little bit yesterday about I just started seeing the spirit and I saw un, um, aquifers underground canals underwater 
underneath the, the limestone, and I was trying to be prophetic, and they all looked at me like, you don't know that there's this thing called Edwards? <laughs> no, I don't Google my prophecies, Higby. <clears throat> that was love. But it, you know, it was brothers processing. I was, I had just seen it, seen it in the spirit, and and they started telling me what is here in the natural. I only knew what I knew in the spirit. And it was like the Lord was saying, "Listen, he said, I have a lot of water underground, and I can bring it up any place I want to." And I really think he's just making a decision to bring up some springs of living water where he wants to. And if you know Jesus and you know God the Father, he likes to bring it where his kids like it. And I really believe that, you know, there's already been a mandate that you're about to have some living water spring out of the ground to where no man can take control over it. No man can control it. It's all Jesus. And I just, I just, I'm seriously, I, I love this church. I'm jealous. I am. I mean, a holy jealousy. And I just, I just want to, I want to bless you. I want to say you guys got something special. You worked hard for it. Um, you know, you've had some cuts and some bruises and some things that have happened. But that's only going to make you stronger. And when that living water, that living water springs up and you get cups of it, you're going to refresh the people. You're going to refresh the weary traveler. You, you never know that that's the one cup that somebody needs. And if you value the cup and you value the water that he's given you, he will value the traveler to bring them to you. Amen. And I just, I just really, I just want to encourage you. Good word. I, I just have one thing that I have to say, and it's about the young prophets. I'm looking forward to this generation of prophets coming along because that's the first time, Bill, that I think God's ever called anybody dude in church. <laughs> And I know it's the first time in history that a prophet has said snap. So I live near Landa Park, and we have what used to be the largest spring in the southwest as a child i remember it gushing and there's a law in this town that every member of this town is allowed five gallons from that spring every day you can take five gallons nothing is coming out of it right now and when you were talking i was like okay we've got to pray into this Canal? Whatever. Whatever that word is. You know what the spring is. <laughs> Dude, I ordered hooked on phonics and it didn't show up. <laughs> Lord, you showed, you showed me the underwater aquifer. You showed me that, that there were tributaries going where you want it to go. So, God, I'm asking you to unlock that spring. 
Unlock it in the natural, but anoint the water to be supernatural and let it be the life-giving water of the living word of God. Father, break the barriers. I'm asking for a sign that heaven is moving on behalf of earth. And things that were dead need to live, will live. Things that have been alive that needs to die, let it die in Jesus' name. But bring the living water. I break the barrier in every arena that is supposed to bubble up. You choose where it comes, but we're asking you for the sign that it comes from the belly of the earth. Ha! Because heaven has called it forth. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on now. This is fun. This is family. Um, I, I told Brian, I said, um, this is exactly what the Lord wanted to do. Because when we start talking about the courts of heaven, the, the thing we've got to realize is we're talking about what lifestyle looks like, and a part of our lifestyle takes us into the courts. But it's the courts are not the fullness of our lifestyle. The gifts of the Spirit are part of our lifestyle. They're not our lifestyle. Right When we're talking about intimacy with the Lord, hearing him, knowing your value, knowing you're loved, coming to that place of agreement with who Jesus is and who he says you are, that's your lifestyle. That's the life source. That's what Adam and Eve traded in. Because they were looking for something outside of God as their source. And then that's when they went to look for the knowledge of good and evil. And so the conference is important. Hear me on this. It absolutely is because we're supposed to grow in the knowledge of the Lord, right? But the whole purpose of this tonight was to mature this family to step into a fullness of what he's wanting to do as an expression on the earth. And so what I asked Brian was, is I think I feel like what we're going to end with tonight, because there's going to be some, you guys don't go to church here, and I know y'all going to be going back home tomorrow is I wanted to put a bow on this in a very practical application of let's walk into the court together. And then what we'll do is before we leave, we'll just pray for a, just a time of impartation. I will invite you to be back here tomorrow. We would love to have you guys here um, as well. But um, And then I'm going to do tomorrow morning, um, I'm, I'm going to ask Joel Thornton to share. He, he mentioned briefly about the, the mission and the commission that he's been given to end human trafficking. And I, let me just say this real quick. Um, when we receive a mighty call from the Lord, it's important that we don't downplay it because it's so big, it sounds crazy to the rest of the world. But when the Lord's called you to something, that means he's actually been writing about it, he's been thinking about it, he's been funding it, he's been fueling it since before the foundation of the earth, waiting for the moment that you would show up on the planet. And I'm going to tell you what, this man right here, you have such a level of integrity within you, and you use humor in, in a lot of the versions, but I'm telling you right now, you are one of the most integritous men I've ever met, because I know your heart down, down deep. And there's a reason that he can trust you, Joel, with the mission he's calling you to, is because I just heard the Lord say is that you are the rod of the Lord for this. He sent Moses with a rod to go to, is to Egypt to free Israel. And I just heard the Lord right now in this moment say, no, Joel is my rod. I have set the rod to a task. And so tomorrow we're going to have him share about this because I'm saying this is a, hear me, 
worldwide human trafficking coming to an end in his lifetime. Not my grandchildren's lifetime, his lifetime. Do you hear what I'm saying? That is a huge task, but it's not really. What's impossible for the Lord? Before Jesus showed up, it was impossible for us to be saved. But then he showed up. And here we are. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give, because I think there's a level, I'm just telling you right now, we're not just in a relationship because we're brothers. This house in this region is going to be key to the unlocking of his destiny to end human trafficking. Because where we're at on I-35, which is supposed to be a highway of holiness, not a human trafficking highway. And it's been a human trafficking highway up to this point, but the time is done and it's over. And we are proud to stand together with him and say, not on our watch. And so I don't care what it takes. I'm all in. And I'm telling you, this house is all in. And I know you're all in. Come on, man. I love you, too. So God's good. Amen. Amen. All right, who'll give me a half hour? Okay, 30, 60, 90. We're good. He'll give me 20 minutes. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Do you ever have a brother that always got a one-up you? I won down to <laughs> I went 20. You went 30. Okay. All right, so, so here, here's what I'd like to do right now. I'd like to just invite you into um, me uh, going into the courts of the Lord and me describing to you everything I'm seeing and doing in the courts of the Lord. Would that be helpful to you? This is just me. This is just what the Lord has me do, but, but I'm just going to share it with you, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and the recollection of, of um, the average court case, if you will. The very first thing that happens, uh, usually I'm sitting at my kitchen table, not always, but most of the time, and I'm, I'm, but I'm at simultaneously at the table of the Lord where there's the Father, Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and we're sitting at the table. And then the Father will usually say to me, son, I need you to go into the courts. The next thing that happens, I'm immediately translated into a hallway it's a hallway that I'm very familiar with. I've been there many times, and there's a, a wooden bench on the side of the hallway, and I usually am sitting at that wooden bench or standing in the hallway. The next thing that occurs normally is a clerk comes and greets me, um, a little, little geeky-looking guy. I know it's an angel, but for my sake, the Lord told me, he has him as a little geeky-looking guy you know, hair parted on the side and just kind of a little bit of a squeaky voice, uh, but very precise in the way that he does things. And he will take and invite me uh, to follow him. Usually, he said, he's almost always in a hurry, it seems. Um, and he said, come on, we have to go right now. So I'll follow him into a particular courtroom. When I get into the courtroom, as, as of now, I'm usually in the position of a prosecutor. That's normally the position the Lord has me in because, um, because he wants me to deal with darkness on behalf of heaven itself for the earth. And so I will go up to the bench, uh, the prosecuting bench, and, and there will sometimes be people in the gallery 
um, other people that are visiting, observing. Uh, there were times you heard me mention that I've, I've seen Charlie in the gallery and some other people that I've known. I don't always know people that are there. I usually don't converse with them much. Um, but I go to the bench, and they call the docket number. Every court case is numbered, identified specifically. And they call the docket number, and the good and righteous judge comes in, and he sits at his bench. That's the father. But in the courtroom, he is the good and righteous judge. Immediately, and always standing beside him to the right, is the Lord Jesus himself. Immediately to my right is Holy Spirit, is always with me. The other bench is uh, an attorney that is representing darkness. And I just nicknamed this attorney Slick, because that's what he looks like. Um, it's a demon. Um, I, I've seen that several times, but it, it seems to be um, in human form and argues on behalf of darkness. There have been times there have been other attorneys that have come with him or others that, and, and Slick wasn't there at all. And so then what happens is when the docket is called, then um, the issue is presented, whatever that issue may be. Um, There was an issue that we dealt with not too long ago concerning um, deception and, and keeping people in darkness and that people were making decisions based on deception. And the Lord was wanting to uh, release truth and clarity and transparency concerning those things. One of the things to remember in the courts of the Lord that anytime you're dealing with the demonic realm, the demonic realm is subject to itself. Based on the law of sowing and reaping, whatever you sow, you reap. If you sow deception, guess what you get in return? You get deceived, right? If you sow hatred, guess what you get in return? Hatred. If you sow fear, the spirit of fear is one of the most afraid creatures that has ever existed. Why? Because it sows more fear than anything else, so therefore it reaps more fear. Now, we haven't been aware of that up until recently. And recently, we've discovered that the demonic realm, because it's subject to itself, we can deal with it in a whole different way. Come on, somebody. And so then we'll take the issue and we'll argue the issue. Holy Spirit is always there and available, and I use continually, Holy Spirit, tell me what to do. And, and then I will present the issue. The judge himself will rule on the issue that I recall it has always been in our favor. And when he rules on the issue, oftentimes he will then take and annul or remove or invalidate the argument that has been against the people of God or the kingdom from coming to the earth. And oftentimes the Lord will write a new scroll concerning his desire, his purpose concerning that particular matter, which he then gives to us so that we can use it on the earth to release the will of God on the earth. Does that make sense? Let, let me pause at this point and just 
Do you have any questions about what I just said, or is there anything that was unclear? Good. When I'm acting as prosecutor, I am bringing it against darkness, and that de demonic attorney is defending darkness. I can't tell you the number of times that that demon complains that this isn't fair. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's, I really am not sure exactly what I would call it. The only thing I can tell you, I am sitting in my kitchen table. I go in, Charlie used the worm realm. Uh, my spirit is there and has my full attention during this time. I'm, while that is going on, I am typing on my iPad everything, uh, all the details that I can possibly record because I, for me it's extreme. As you well know, in the courts, everything is recorded and we should do the exact same thing, I believe. <laughs> Other questions? Yes. Yeah, that happens on a pretty, pretty regular basis. My beginnings in the court were witnessing those kind of situations. And then God had me actually become a defendant in those situations, or at least one who is seeking why there is an argument against us. And so the kind of the roles reverse, and, and, and I am in a position of defending or at least trying to obtain a change in the argument that the that darkness has placed against me. The accusation, that's right. Holy Spirit is with me the whole time. Yes. There has only been one case that Holy Spirit wasn't with me. He told me very clearly he wasn't going to be with me. He said, but watch Jesus' eyes. That's what he said to me, watch Jesus' eyes. And so I got in there, and I was scared spitless. And, you know, it's like, you say, well, there's no fear in heaven. <laughs> okay. But I'm telling you, I was nervous. And uh, because Holy Spirit wasn't with me. And, uh, but when I looked and saw Jesus' eyes, everything just kind of calmed a little bit. And I went to do something, and I looked into his eyes, and I just knew what to do. So that was the only time. Other questions? Okay. Charlie. Um, I've had some very similar experiences and function there. But I also have some different assignments where... I get assigned to prophets that have bad character flaw, and they become an assignment from God for me. And usually that um, is interesting because I didn't ask for it. And when I've had to go to court, I'm usually summonsed. On four occasions, they, an angel takes me into a room and puts a, um, a green robe on me. And then I go into the courts, and most of the time it's a negotiation for life or death. It's a different level court. Um, it's not judgment of wrath. It's judgment of mercy. This is leadership who is not walking right, not willing to deal with their sin issues. And that's the tough one. A couple of cases of actually... Um, Pastor Jay has 
the book on the baptism of innocence. He's got it on e-form, and he's got it on PDF, and you're welcome to it. He'll get it to you. If you read the story in there, I had a spiritual son that had a moral failure, and we had a very serious knockdown drag out. And uh, the Lord said to me, do I need to take him home? And I, I was hurt. I was mad. He had been an assignment, and he chose some things that I felt were, I couldn't walk with him. And so I got summonsed into that courtroom, and I asked a simple question in that, that particular courtroom. I said, is he redeemable? And the Lord says, only if you choose to put your hand to the plow and willing to get dirty. I said, I don't know if I want to. And I asked the question, what if I say no? He said, I'm going to bring him home. I said, can I put this case on hold for a little bit? For three days, I debated with the Lord. Do I want, do I want to engage in this? And I chose to. And, and the Lord executed some judgments, executed some, some things, some benefits for me to work through some stuff. And you'll read about it in the baptism of innocence. He is still alive today. Had two visitations about his life. After the second visitation, and I didn't see much moving in the right direction, I'm like, I think we should kill him. You know, I don't know what to do anymore. And then I had the encounter with the baptism of innocence. And it broke my heart that it was so supernatural, the healing in his life and the healing in my life. I asked the Lord, what if I had said to you, kill that rascal? He said, I'd killed him stone dead. I would have brought him to heaven. He, was no, he would not be useful on the earth. But then I would never use you again. It's like, dang it. And so when you're, when you're at those levels of responsibility, you've got to make sure you're, you're walking with the heart of God and the principles of God. Yeah. When, when, you're, when you're redeeming your family line, I was, I was in pressure to heal my dad and pressure to heal some relationships. And, and I got summonsed into court. In the court, I saw our family line. And there was a male ch child born between me and my sister that nobody knew about. I am a negative thinking person. I assumed my father cheated. You shouldn't accuse your father of doing that. They get upset. And he proved that my mom went almost five months with a male child. We didn't know. My siblings didn't know. And so in this he started loosening up and his heart started coming toward me with my gifting. Then I get summonsed. The angel says, you need to come get green robe. We need, we're going to this level of court. We're doing this. And this guy shows up, crazy flat top, big muscular guy. And he goes, hey, Charlie, how you doing? I'm like, great. I said, who are you? He goes, I'm Carl. I said, yeah, who, who are you? I'm Carl. I'm your brother that wasn't allowed to live on earth. Mom and I have been praying for our family. Hands me a piece of paper. 
could you submit this to the court on our, on our family's benefit? I said, Carl, he had muscles in his house. I said, so why, why, didn't, why didn't God let you live? And he said, he flexes his muscles. He said, I would have done more damage to you than they did, and you would have never fulfilled your ministry. I'm like, whoo. So in that situation, I submitted the paperwork for our family, court case. What was in that? It was the healing of my dad and me. That's what I was going to court for. So I go and talk to my dad, and I said, Dad, I had this crazy experience in heaven. Okay. Do you remember when I accused you of cheating? Yeah, and I repented, but you have a male son. I have all this written down. I did write down a couple cases. And I said, what were you going to name him if it was a boy? He said, it was the darndest thing, because I was going to name a male child Charles Layton Coker Jr., which that's what I named you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, but your mom and I got into the dangest fight, because she was adamant that she had a boy. She was going to name him Carl. <laughs> and I open up my journal. He starts weeping. And from that court case, my dad quit fighting me about my gifting and his heart softened, and the very paperwork that I was asked to submit from a brother in heaven that mom was hanging out with to heal our family. This stuff works. Why? Because it's about restoration. It's about family. And it's about how good God really is. His Holy Spirit walks with him. I carry mine. I mean, I'm not being, well, I am being smart, but th that's not my experience. I, I mean, I have, I have seen Holy Spirit. I've seen angels. I do definitely look at Jesus. I, I, I feed off Jesus probably more than, than that. Um, I, I could be honest. I got, I got hurt and wounded from so many. I mean, I, I got... I got six world-class prophets that have not made it. They died. And I got hurt. It, hurt. it hurts when you love someone and they make a choice not to walk with Jesus. They die of toe and foot infections. Because they're not walking it out. And so I, I shut down. I think you, you saw me shut down for probably 10 years, eight years. I said, I didn't want to do it. So I'm kind of, I'm back in it. I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And, but it works. I know it works. Just as, a, as an encouragement um, and, and clarity, I think, Stephen asked me a great question earlier. He said, you know, man, is this like rewriting sanctification is this, is this like just doing it a different way than applying the blood like we've learned in the past? And I, and I said, Stephen, I, I said, I, I kind of see it like this, that uh, everything that, that the Lord has released to us, we continue to do. We don't need to rewrite or redo those things. It doesn't, it doesn't void what it is we've got up until this point. 
the reason you have to go into the courts from time to time is when those kind of things are not bringing about the results and, and you need a breakthrough that you haven't got up until that point, that may be an indication to go into the courts. I probably only go into the courts uh, once a month, once every two months, something like that. It is not all the time. I'm not there. There are sometimes I'm in there three and four times during a week. But there's activity on the earth that God is wanting us to deal with specifically. But for the most part, is that kind of your experience as well? Assignment-based. Yeah. And so, so we don't want to give you the idea that this is something you're to be doing every day, two and three times a day. This is, this is when it is necessary, but it is a tool that I believe God is restoring to the body of Christ so that we have the ability to deal with the enemy on a legal basis um, and, and, um, and, and have a greater measure of authority to deal with him in that way. Yeah, Ty? Intercession has been so abstract. Go ahead. Yeah. Discussing the courts of heaven gives language. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so if you take worship, for example, if, if you look at our worship of what it was a hundred years ago and, and you see it moving forward in the timeline of God, you see our worship become very much, very specific and, and targeting, uh, being very purposeful and intentional in various different disciplines of the walk with God. I mean, our celebration has become more celebrative. Our, our warlike uh, worship has become even more powerful. And so it's changed over time, and it's become very specific. And I think that's what you're pointing to, Ty. You're saying that, that look, this is the courts of heaven or something that gives us a very specific, more intentional uh, method by which to deal with darkness. Yeah, to, to me, it, some of this is, is rulership. God's ruling his kingdom, and he asked me to join him. Now, here's the issue. I tried that at my house with my wife, and it didn't work. You know, I'm like, but I'm the king. He goes, listen, if you don't learn to be a priest, you'll never make it as a king. And, and, and he says, there's so many men who come in and go, you know, submit to me, I'm the king. And they've never been the priest and been able to wash their wives with the water of the word. And I, I think the same principle applies in the courts. You better go in as a priest with the blood of Jesus in right standings with God and man. Listen, don't, don't have a root of bitterness and think you're going to get away with it. The devil will wear you out, and you won't, you won't win that case, and it will get worse. So there is a purity factor of walking in the principles of the kingdom in, in holiness as a priest that is your access. Wearing that righteous robe, that is your access. But he is the king of kings. He's looking for some kings to rule, and kings always have a system of judicial. So you say, well, why now? I mean, after 2,000 years, why now? 
It's a great question. I would ask the same question about why 100 years ago tongues, why 50 years ago apostles. I think it's, I think it's God's timing. But if you look in each instant, there's an increase of invitation of function with the Lord. Every time he introduces something new to us, it's creating a higher level, a higher paradigm of intimacy and function, working with the Father, working with the Son, working with Holy Spirit in accomplishing the ends of the kingdom of God so that the kingdom of God is restored to the earth. Remember, this is not a have to. This is a get to. God isn't demanding. This isn't like you're not going to burn in hell if you don't go into the courts. You're not going to not have success in life if you don't go into the courts. You're going to have a measure of success in life and all those kind of things. You say, well, well, okay, but, but what happened prior to now? Well, basically prior to now, Holy Spirit was, was our, um, was our um, oh, what's the word we used, Steve, when we were talking up here? He's the one that, that what is it? Advocate, thank you, our advocate that went before us into the courts of the Lord. But as the people of God are maturing and coming into who God intended them to be, they're more capable of functioning in the higher capacities, and God is inviting us into partner with him in these kind of things. Uh, for the parents who, who want their prodigal to come home, I, I shared that I used you know the scriptures and I went into the courts over my boys. But one of the things I found in the courts is it was so so focused on me, I realized I had no case until I went after everybody's prodigal. So I took everybody's prodigal to the case and came out because you reap what you sow. And I started leading kids to Jesus that were my son's age. How many, how many, remember Sal at the gathering? I led him to the Lord. Simple fact, I wanted my own kid saved. Come on. Now he's a spiritual son. I have a lot of spiritual sons that got saved because I needed my own sons. So when you go into the courts, it, you know, you might, might realize you're praying for all the prodigals, you're dealing with all the prodigals, and God's going to give you a heart for all the prodigals. And you reap what you sow. If you start getting some prodigals saved, yours will get saved. Somebody will send somebody to your kid. God will send it. Well, sometimes I just knock on, sometimes I knock on the door and sometimes I'm called. You know, it just depends on the situation. But, but what I use is I had promises. Okay. And I, I would go to the Lord. I said, I need to talk to you. Have, has there something I've done wrong to eliminate your promise? And he said, no, you're faithful. I'm like, then why don't you do your job? You know, it's time for you to be God. And then he gives you a list. Well, you know, you're kind of bitter. You know, who wants to hang around a jerk, you know, it, and you make the changes that, that line up for, for God to give you the promise that he gave you. And, and I, he's a great negotiator, but sometimes you want to hear what he has to say either. But seriously, go get some prodigals saved because you reap what you sow. When you keep losing, when you have a promise, you have it, you need a breakthrough and you can't figure it out and you know God has promised it. You know it's in the heart of God. You feel that God's given this to you and you can't get your breakthrough. 
the enemy's got paperwork on you or there's something that, that uh, hindrance of some fort, that's when I go to the courts. You know, if it's just because I'm lazy, then that's on me, you know. But when I need a real breakthrough and I can't, and I do all the intercession, I do all the Shonda Honda, you know, the whole nine yards. Been there, done that. But when the breakthrough doesn't come, there's a hindrance. And most of the time it's me. But you'll find that out. Why? Because the enemy has paperwork on me. He has to show me. He has to give me what he has against me. And if I repent for it, paperwork vanishes, the hindrance leaves, my breakthrough comes. Thank you. Um, because of your hunger, uh, you, you um, just pull on us, but you, you also make this a safe place for us to kind of process out loud the things we've been doing inwardly. And I'm very grateful for you all and, uh, and just, just your hunger for the next thing, for the, 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 the deeper, the, the, the discovery. And so, so thanks so much for just making this for us just a very easy thing to do. So give yourselves a hand clap. You did good. So just uh, real quick before we dismiss, I want to encourage you. There's going to be a lot of things that's probably prompted in your heart, questions, thoughts, and things like this. So I want to give you a space to be able to ask them. So if you uh, want to email us, um, it just here, I've got this question. Something's been prompting things like that. This is the beginning of a discussion that we're going to continue to refine out the language and things like that. So you, you can email uh, pastor at legacynb.com. And uh, I'll be happy to process that through, reach out to them, things like that, so we, we can be able to do. So, Pastor at Leg, I'm sorry, Pastor at LegacyNB.com, um, and you can do that. Also, Charlie uh, did give me the PDF version for the the baptism of innocence. You need to read it. So, what I'm going to do is, if you register and I have your email, I will send you a link after the conference that's going to have a link to that. And uh, but the, here's the only thing I'm going to ask: read it. Be, be intentional with it, right? So this, I think Larry said something earlier, right? There's a lot of, you had access to some things, so what are you going to do with it? Make sure you're intentional with being able to do that. Here's the other thing, too, um, is what we're stepping into begins first here, right? And so I, I just, I think before we wrap it up, what we're going is the level of seriousness of your assignment first begins with how can you steward your own heart? so that you can begin to steward your family, so that you can begin to steward your city block, and then it goes from there, okay? So everything of these principles, it, it wasn't about the fact that we got to hear Jesus or this or that. It was about the fact that Jesus is bringing our hearts into alignment with him, right? The whole exercise led to redemption. And so this is this important piece of what we're going to be stepping into uh, as we move forward. Uh, final thing with this is we haven't taken a love offering all day, but I want to encourage you, if you want to sow into uh, just what's taken place this week, and we're going we're gonna to share it with the brothers, but you can go uh, onto our website uh, to give. There's a, there's a giving site on there. Just in the memo line, put courts, and then everything that does come in is going to go directly to, uh, to the men because we want to sow into what they've, they've been doing uh, this weekend. And then, of course, tomorrow we will have... Uh, they'll be here with us sharing. I'll have Joel uh, share about that. So anything else? Kelly, we good? Yeah, Carlos. 
Yeah, make it out the legacy, and then in the memo line, uh, put quartz, and then that, that'll help us out. And you can drop that on the offering box, and even if you want to bring it tomorrow morning uh, on that. Um, any other questions? I just want to say thank you guys for participating. This was a different conference than we've ever done. And, and, and I think, yeah, well, it's because you're here, Charlie. <laughs> it's always different when you're here. Uh, market, right? Wrestle with what's been happening and, and just realize there's an invitation for something bigger, right? So why don't you all stand up with me and I'm just going to pray over you. And if you got a prophetic word and you didn't get a chance to record it, we did record it uh, tonight, so you can go back and get it afterwards. And I encourage you to do that. So, Father, we just thank you for your goodness, God. I thank you that there's there's insight that was released today, but God, it comes from your heart. And so, Lord, we just we press in deeper into your heart of understanding, God. I pray that you would continue to open our hearts and our minds to comprehend the scriptures, to comprehend what you're doing, Lord God, so we can comprehend, Lord. Um, the level of breakthrough that you're wanting us to partner with you in. And I just release right now rest tonight, fullness of restoration of physical rest, mental, emotional rest. Lord God, that when, that when we wake up in the morning, it, it won't be that we had a long day, the prayer day. Lord, that there's a re- we'll be more energized tomorrow morning than we've ever been before, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're just that river of living water that Charlie was even talking about earlier, that that's just going to be released to us even tonight. And, um, and I just pray over you right now that I give your spirit's permission to be alive and awake with the Lord. And I give your souls, your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your physical body permission to rest, rest. You're not going to miss a thing because your spirit's alive. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.